Hello and welcome to Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. We are your hosts, Vidas Pinkavichus and Oshamut Zeta Pinkavichin. We've been mastering secrets of organ playing for more than 20 years and sharing them on this blog since 2011. On this show, which we create from our home in Vilnius, Lithuania, we strive to help you grow in every area of organ playing, including practice, technique, repertoire, sight reading, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory, harmony, and many others. Our hope is to help you become a complete musician, or what we call as total organist, a program which we have created to help you reach your dreams faster than you would do on your own. If you are new here, we invite you to subscribe to receive free updates of this blog at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video on how to master any organ composition and 10-day organ playing mini course. And now let's go to the podcast for today. Hi guys, this is Vidas. And Usha. Let's start episode 327 of Secrets of Organ Playing podcast. This question was sent by Timothy and he wrote... I recently purchased your fingering for BWV-553 and I stopped dead at the transition from the first page to the second. The last right hand note on the first page specifies finger 3. And the first note on the second page is also 3. Is that a misprint? Am I missing something important? How can the third finger jump like that in the middle of a fast 16-note passage? So, Osha, here we go. Here we go. Let me let me find uh, the score. You don't know exactly what he's talking about, but well, you can imagine. I can imagine that we will look at that concrete spot, but in general, usually you use the same finger you know, between measures when you want to articulate. Mm-hmm. And that's perfectly normal thing to do in a Baroque music. Even though the the tempo is fast. Even yes, though there is right. uh, like 16 notes. We're looking at this measure. Okay. And it ends on the third okay. finger. Okay. And, uh, and the next is also me. three. Show me the next measure. I don't have the next measure, but you can uh, imagine G. There is G after D. So there is a, a leap upward, a perfect fourth from D to G. You know why I wrote this? Because uh, this figure at the end of the measure, F sharp, D, C sharp and D have to be, has to be played by five three two three. This is really um, fitting the hand. It's in one position, right? And the next position starts with the next measure: G, F sharp, G, and D. Also starting with the third finger. It's also the next position. What you have to do is just shift the hand shift the hand uh, 
a little bit. Yes, right. and you know, when question rises like this, you know, as you know, we read in Timothy's letter, I think probably he still is not comprehending deeply enough what the Baroque articulation is. Mm-hmm. That it's perfectly normal because, you know, between measures you do a slight break, actually. Mm-hmm. So, usually the last note in each measure is a little bit shorter in order to have more space between a strong beat. And that's especially true when you have to emphasize the beginning of the next section. Yes. And that's the exact case here. Yes. At the end of the first page, going to the next page, is it's, a, it's like a break uh, between two sections. Yes. And I don't know what uh, organ Timothy is playing, if it's mechanical or electronic organ. He didn't say. But if he would play on the mechanical organ, I think he would get the better understanding of what we are talking about. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be in time with metronome like a robot. True. Because true. it's changing the the section. You have to even slow down a little bit, like like going with the car, and you suddenly have a a turn. What you do is slow down. And then after the turn, you speed up a little bit. You do it so naturally, of course, on the organ, not too much, not over-exaggerate, but but naturally, with breathing, with phrasing, it's very natural. Right? Yes. So, Timothy needs to understand the basics of, of Baroque articulation and fingering too, right? True, and this C major prelude, it's it's fast, but it's allegro, it's not presto. So you would have enough time really to move your hand. It's not a jig. True. Definitely. Uh, you, you play you play the same figure with the same fingers sometimes, the same uh, intervals with the same figures. You you play with the same fingers before the strong beat sometimes, in order to make a rest, right? Sure. And if you really don't trust us and don't want to play Baroque music in historical style, you can do your own fingering and play whatever you want. Even you can play legato. With know. finger substitutions too. Yes, it's it's a free world. Mm-hmm. But definitely, if you would come to to the historical instrument, you could not play. You know, legato. The instrument would not allow you to do that. You know, and there is a counter-argument to this, because uh, sometimes in Lithuania people say that, oh, when I play historical organs, then I will use historical fingerings. (laughs) But now I'm only playing Allen digital organ, you know, why do I need uh, to jump from three to three up a perfect fourth, you know? (laughs) And to, to this question, what would you 
answer also. Well, you never know when opportunity might appear for you to, you know, to clear the historical history. Plus, if you will learn it in a stylistically right way, right from the beginning, it will be easier for you to go from one instrument to another. And it would be really hard to relaunch something. I find it is easier for me, for example, to learn a new piece than, you know, to correct something that I already have learned and to play it differently. Because? Because it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, and I think it's also because our muscles have their own memory. Mm-hmm. So, so your muscles are like dogs, old dogs, because they are trained uh, one way. And if you suddenly say, no, 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 this was wrong, and now you have to learn the other way, they're confused. Yes, yeah, true, because it's you know, connected to your brain. So it's very hard to learn. It's possible, but you just be wasting your time. Mm-hmm. Life is short, right? We have to learn the pieces the most efficient way so that when opportunity arises, you could play with historically informed fingering and articulation too. But even you know, on the electronic organ, it will sound better if you will articulate. Obviously, yes. Even though the keys are longer and, and you have to work a little bit harder. The same goes with uh, pedaling too. On the modern pedaling pedal board, it's not so convenient to play uh, with historical pedaling. But So you know what I would do if I wouldn't want you know, to articulate? No. And would want just to play legato? Right. Or whatever. Say it. I wouldn't play baroque music then. Oh. There are so much music you know written on, so why don't play some something else? Mm-hmm. And if a person loves Baroque music <laughs> then well, if person really loves Baroque music, I suggest you know that person wouldn't wouldn't hurt Baroque music by you know offensive playing legato. If a person really loves Baroque music, he wants to know more about it. I Not know, only play it, but dig deeper. And when you dig deeper, you find out so many new things. Listen to Bach's cantatas. There are so many you know, wonderful recordings. Mm-hmm. And historically, so nice recordings you know, that you know, reconstructed the playing manner of you know, Bach's time. Listen to them. Just simply observe how violinists are playing their bowing techniques. They remind of historical articulation. Sure. Or, you know, flute or oboe. Mm -hmm. They articulate. Uh, Up and down, up and down the bow. Or tanging. Tanging, yes. Because that articulation, it was not just no common for organ or harpsichord at that time. It was no common for every instrument, and everybody articulated. Mm-hmm. So I guess, um, I guess, you know, Timothy 
is not criticizing the choice of articulation probably mm-hmm. here, but it doesn't uh, seem to understand that when you play with historical fingering, this articulation comes natural. You don't have to think about true, it. True, true. That's why you know it's important how you choose fingering. And in that score that he has uh, of C major prelude and fugue, uh, BWV 553, there is no articulation written. So we don't know if he is playing with articulation or not. Maybe he is. He is not always articulating before the strong beats, right? But and you have to do that, right? And sometimes, you no. Know, let's say now I have two students, you know, who are really beginners at the organ, and we are adults. And what I'm suggesting them to do that if it's too hard for them to articulate every note as you know, as I would like them to do, at least that we would articulate, you know, each measure before each measure and emphasize the strong beat. Oh, you are so uh, forgiving. And then I would, you know, insist that we would articulate each figure, each beat of a measure, mm-hmm. and then we would try to articulate each note. Did you tell them that they could play the passage with one finger? Yes, I told, and it worked actually very well, and we, I think, got it, got, got it yes. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. Yeah, just play the passage with one finger, and and once you achieve as legato as possible with one finger, try to imitate with all the fingers, and that would be ideal articulation. Sure. And if you use our fingerings, this ideal articulation will come naturally without you even thinking about it. Well, but you still have to listen to what you are doing. You have to control yourself while learning. Right. Okay, I think uh, Timothy can can try an experiment, and uh, he will find out for us for himself. I think uh, what works for him. Thank you guys for listening, for sending us your wonderful questions. We love helping you grow. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen. This blog is supported by Total Organist, the most comprehensive organ training program online where you will find courses for every area of organ playing, including technique, practice, sight reading, repertoire playing, hymn playing, improvisation, composition, music theory and harmony, with hundreds of scores and thousands of exercises. Here is what some of the students are saying. Hugh writes, the sight reading course has helped me tremendously. Thank you very much for your essays, courses and all your help. Robert writes, I found the fingerings, registration ideas and general comments to be excellent. John writes, I have found your download very helpful. It was really excellent. I have watched some of your teaching videos and when I read your instructions. I try to imagine you are there teaching me. You may feel disappointed that I am two three days behind, but I am a slow learner and I have committed to taking the time to get it right as you say. But the other night my wife commented that she had never heard me play such a detailed melody in the left hand so well. My left hand is generally poor. Robert writes, 
It has been a great pleasure in my life of having discovered your courses and material as well as the YouTube work of recordings. You have a calm and pleasant way of teaching. Around writes, Hi Vidas and Usha, thank you guys. What a wonderful response to my email note to you. You've got me right, and I feel you understand my level of playing. Yes, at home and lucky that I have an organ for that reason. I am paying attention to this, and I am going to try this haha no longer secret model. Yes, and I love Caesar Frank too. What is very nice about your blog podcast is that Usha and Vidas are like a Socratic dialogue, and by bouncing things off of each other, so much more information comes out and is expressed. Your comments contain a wealth of information and understanding. I really appreciate this. It is very inspiring and will keep us moving forward. Would you like to receive the same or even better results that our students are getting? If so, join them at organduo.lt slash total dash organist. And of course, you will get the first month free too. You can cancel anytime. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to receive free updates of this blog, make sure you do that at organduo.lt. By subscribing, you will also receive free video How to Master Any Organ Composition and 10-Day Organ Playing Mini Course. This was Vidas and Osha from Secrets of Organ Playing. And remember, when you practice, miracles happen.